Good morning. Today is Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. At the end of this week's Parsha, which is the Parsha of Shoftim, we have a mitzvah that definitely is included in the top 10 bizarre mitzvahs of the Torah. It's a mitzvah that we refer, we refer to as Egla Arucha, Egla Arufa, I'm sorry, Egla Arufa, and it goes like this. The Torah says as follows, Ki If you find a corpse out in the ground, murdered, Nofel Basadeh, Lo Nadami Hikahu, you don't know who killed him, and uh, it's not in a city, it's between different cities. So the first thing that has to happen is you have to measure from the corpse to the closest cities to see which city is the closest. Then, then the city that is the closest by measurement, the elders of the city, that means the leaders, the the, the religious leaders, the political leaders, the judicial leaders, they have to take a calf and they have to go to a certain place. They have to go to a river or a stream and they have to shecht, to slaughter, to kill the calf near that stream. Then, all the Kohanim have to come and all of the people of that area have to come and the elders of the city speak. <clears throat> and they say, Our hands did not shed this person's blood. And we did not see it happen. It's, um, it's just bizarre. First of all, what does this poor calf help with anything? Second of all, what's with the measuring? And the elders of the city have to say that they did not kill him. Does anybody think that they did kill him? It's a completely strange, mysterious, very difficult to understand passage. So in the past, I've shared a couple of approaches with you. I shared one approach a couple of years that I think is absolutely brilliant from Rabbi David Stav. Hopefully, I would like to repeat it to you later this week if I have time, but his approach is a panoramic insight into constructively addressing a shortcoming within society. It's brilliant. Today I'd like to share with you a different approach. Now this approach is about a thousand years old. It is suggested by Ibn Ezra, the classic medieval commentator. I had never seen it before this week, so for me it is new. And the way that I'm going to present it to you now is not the way that Ibn Ezra presents it, um, but the basic idea 
comes from Ibn Ezra. So let's start at the beginning. What is the problem that this mitzvah is coming to fix? Well, the problem is actually stated in the very first Pasuk. The very first Pasuk says, when you will find a corpse lying on the ground out of doors between cities, we do not know who the murderer is. It's a murder mystery. That's what this is. There are no witnesses. No evidence, because of course you understand, if there were witnesses, if there was evidence, we wouldn't be engaged in this, I don't even know what kind of, what, what to call it kind of ceremony. It's not a legal ceremony. I'm not even sure that I understand how it's a spiritual ceremony, maybe in some way, but it's certainly not legal. If there were witnesses, it would be a legal case. But there are no witnesses, no evidence. That means no clues. No suspects, only a corpse with no ID. That's it. It's the greatest setup of all. It's a murder mystery. And therefore, because of the circumstances, no amount of investigation or reasoning will solve the mystery. Even if you gathered together Sherlock Holmes and J. Edgar Hoover and Columbo, even together they would not be able to solve it because there's nothing to go on. So what do we do when there is a murder mystery? And the Torah makes it clear we can't just let it be. We can't just accept these things happen and go on with our lives because murder is a capital crime. It is a crime against mankind because it is the taking of the life of another human being. It is also a crime against God because every human being is created in God's image. So the murder has also affected, so to speak, God himself. Letting it pass is not an option. But how do we try to arrive at justice with nothing to go on? Well, let's consider what would we do now? Answer is obvious. We put it on Facebook. Why? Why do we put these kind of stories on Facebook? Very simple and often quite effective. Because if somehow somebody saw something, they may come forward. So, if we can craft a story that is sufficiently compelling so that it goes viral, then lots of people will talk about it. Now, you need a hook. You need something to make it go viral. Maybe it's a celebrity. Maybe it's a particularly gruesome detail. Uh, but something unusual in the way it's told or who's telling it or who's involved that makes it go viral. 
And what does that mean, make it go viral? That catches people's attention. So what? Because then lots of people start to talk about it. And that's what you want. You want lots and lots of people to be talking about. Did you hear what happened? What do you think happened? How could it be? Here's an idea. Is there a hotline to send in ideas? And the attention and the publicity may reach someone who knows something but did not come forward originally for various reasons possibly or someone who saw something but what they saw they did not connect in their mind to anything having to do with this tragedy but as a result of publicizing it a person might think to themselves oh my goodness that what I thought was that innocent detail of that noise that I heard that I thought was the door slamming, maybe that was actually connected to this. And uh, that person that I glimpsed and I thought I knew who it was and where they were going, but maybe it was someone else. So that's how that kind of talk, the more widely spread the better, might possibly lead to something. All right. That's if you have Facebook. What did we do before we had Facebook? You need to create an attention-grabbing uh, an attention-grabbing spectacle. You need something that makes people go wow. You need something that makes people tune in and gossip and discuss and be attracted to. In this process that the Torah describes, everyone in the general area is, is involved. First of all, you have people who are retracing the steps of the person that they found. Where did he come from? Then you have people measuring. And just imagine, somebody takes out a tape measure from here to uh, Westmount and starts measuring a whole bunch of people are going to be looking. What's he doing? Why are they doing this? What does it mean? It's public. Everyone's involved. There's another detail I didn't mention that on the land where this happens and the animal is killed, whoever that belongs to, the land is taken away from him. And that person, the owner, can never use it again. Well, that landowner ha certainly has a motive to find to find the killer because uh, if he could find the killer, he could bring him to justice. Otherwise, he's going to lose his farm. He's going to lose his land. So he's out searching for whatever clues he can find. And then you have this big spectacle of people come and they all gather and the, the rock stars of the time get up to speak. <laughs> rock stars, excuse me for using... Uh, such a terrible expression about our greatest scholars and sages, but the most recognized, respected members of the community, the people that are known to everybody, and they get up in public. Just imagine this. Just, just, just try to... Um, I'm holding myself back from making any political comments now, okay? I, but I just see the effort, okay? But just imagine a person that everyone knows and everyone recognizes and everyone pays attention to 
and that person gets up and says something and they say something completely outrageous, what happens? Everybody talks about it. Every TV show, every chat group, every Facebook post, it's all about what this person said that sounds so crazy. Lahabdil, I don't mean to compare our great tzaddikim and judges and leaders to any of these other people. But you imagine the most respected people get up in a gigantic crowd and say, I did not commit murder. So obviously what's going on in the crowd is, well, yeah, but who did? And that's the goal. So now everybody's buzzing and everybody's talking. You have these strange things going on. Animals pushed off cliffs and uh, who knows what else is going on. Strange things. Everyone is involved and people start talking. And what happens when people start talking? Person remembers something. Something comes back to them. Oh, you know, there was someone who was actually might have been there, but they've been out of town for a while. Or there's been someone in the hospital for a few weeks, but he was there before he went into the hospital. Let's go check. Or that little piece of something that I found, which it had nothing to do with it. Maybe actually it does something have something to do with it. And that's what the Ibn Ezra says. With all of this public spectacle, and people talking about what's happened, everyone talking about what's happened, it is likely, possible, maybe even likely, that a clue will arise and a suspect will be identified and hopefully a murder mystery solved. It could be a TV show. CSI Deuteronomy. But that's the mitzvah. That's what the Torah is teaching us with the mitzvah of Egla Arufa. My friends, have a great day. If you catch any criminals today, let me know. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.